Welcome to episode 124 of Photography Insights, the show that goes behind the scenes and interviews people from the photography world. I'm Andrew Walmsley and I'm your host for the show. This one's an artist all about Elizabeth Stone, who was recommended both by Janine and Linda. Now it's been really great recently to feature such different artists and all who have mutual respect for each other's work. Giving up their time to spend time with myself has been brilliant. Elizabeth has been in photography for decades too, so understands dark rooms, film and light. She's an interesting character who's been through those hard elements of life. Seeing loved ones leave this world is never easy, and Elizabeth has managed to capture this time through her photography art. You will listen to us talk about two different projects, one about her mother and her father too. I would urge you to look at the photos on my site for clarity of what we are discussing. I know conversations, it's sometimes hard to understand through audio only, but trust me, it's a beautiful memory she has dedicated to this time. It's also a humbling point for myself too, as you will hear and I did my best not to get upset. Documenting the last 40 months of her mother's life through Parkinson's disease, through the eyes of her carer, hits a nerve with lots of people as we all experiment, as we all experience this element of being mortal. We also talk about our other projects too, and how useful it is to keep your old negatives in work, as you never know what you can do with them. She seems to find interesting ways to showcase everyday objects of photography, whether it's the chemicals themselves or 35mm negatives. Even her work about her own body is interesting, why she chose this and the method she uses to light herself. So in this one we discuss telling a story, looking at yourself, examining your body, perception, abstractness from colour, 35,000 negatives, heat guns, maths and memory, chemigrams. And I've chosen a quote um, from our conversation and time together and I think it truly reflects um, about art and photography. We make art not really truly knowing what it's about. And I think that's true from um, when you listen to the conversation, you'll hear her talk about how she sometimes comes up with her ideas uh, and what objects she uses um, for a project. So I hope you do like that. There will obviously be um, links to her website and Instagram in the show notes and on my website. So don't forget you can get to any of that through flogger.kk, which is P-H-L-O ggr.co.uk and there'll be some photos there to support it which Elizabeth has kindly sent through. Now before I move you on to the show I'd obviously always like to thank the friends of the show um, so Pete at Static Age um, which some of you are going to see through his um, sponsorship of the competition so thank you so much Pete, um, some lovely uh, zines uh, that are still coming out so keep watching his feeds. 
Um, remember, film dev is always there for your uh, C41 developing needs and some high-res scans. And, you know, we can't forget Steve at Chroma Camera. The guy never stops inventing, comes with new adapters, he's always um, watching the market and seeing who he can um, work together with. And he's actually built a new adapter um, for his range of large format cameras. And the idea is you can use an Instax back using uh, a Graphlock system. Um, so the idea is it's a bit like the old Polaroid days when you would use your Polaroid to take a test shot. So on this you'd use the Instax and then you can swap that out with a standard back. So whether you're shooting film, paper, um, wet plate or whatever. And you don't have to adjust your focus. I mean, honestly, the guy's amazing. He's always inventing these things. So definitely worth checking out. So if you've got an existing large format camera, uh, or you're wanting to do something a little bit different, please do check out his website. Uh, details uh, are obviously in the show notes, but he is chroma.camera, and that's the website. Um, obviously the competition finishes um, very soon so this is going out on Wednesday the 24th and the competition ends on the 28th of February 2021 so you've only got four days left for your submissions so good luck um, with it all everybody and finally um, one thing I probably haven't talked about is um, I recently admitted in my Facebook group about the um, stress of life and how it was getting to me. Covid's been um, difficult for uh, most people, uh, it's different for each and every uh, person. Now I did have a really nice um, response from the people in the group and I ended up having some video calls and phone conversations and helped me um, talk about it which is always good. And in fact, I took a telling off from Jeremy North for, for not mentioning the group in my summary uh, of 2020 show. Um, now, I totally understand um, where Jeremy's coming from here. Uh, and really, it's about feeling proud of this group. Uh, it's there to help each other um, go through these momentous times and any other times um, that happen. You know, the group is for all f photography creatives, whether you're a model, photography, you know, any of that's irrelevant. I don't care if you shoot digitally uh, or not, it's all irrelevant. Uh, it's about helping um, and listening, offering advice, all about life. So it's not about photography or gear, it's about the humanity of life. And I've actually opened up in the past too, uh, about life events that have affected me. You know, it, it's a resource available to anyone who is interested. So um, all you got to do is go to the Facebook groups and it's called Photographer's Therapy. There is a link on my website at all times, uh, if that helps. And it's just to, you know, be kind to each other, listen. If you don't want to jump in, that is completely fine. Some people are quite happy sitting in the background. Um, each to their own so I want to say thank you to Jeremy for the conversation and also reminding me and I will mention it more often so thanks a lot mate for that
So I suppose um, we'll play the music and uh, introduce you to Elizabeth. Hope you enjoy this one, everyone, and take care. And welcome to the show, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity to talk photography. Yay. <laughs> no, it, it's been great. And um, obviously another recommendation by Janine. Um, and probably Linda as well, actually. We didn't know that at the time, but um, yeah, Linda's very uh, chuffed. Um, so for anyone listening to this, they will have already heard Linda's, no doubt. Um, mm -hmm. But we are recording this before Linda's has actually gone out. So it's confusing for me. And I think the three of us met at a class together. So we've actually met in person. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And then Linda and I have worked together as well after that. So nice, nice relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is one being the nicest things and what I've saying to Linda is um, I've come across all you ladies now and you've been able to recommend me to the next person. And because you've all been very kind with your time and your energy, um, it's just infused me to keep going and um, using your recommendations in that way. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm. I, have, I have a long list of people I'd love for you to talk to, but I have <laughs> a couple. So. <laughs> no, that's good. No, no problem. It was just so funny, like, when I was talking to uh, Linda, she was uh, really ready to go off and tell me all about you. And I went, hang on a second, hang on a second. I said, she's on next week. And she went, oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's a gem and yeah. a really awesome artist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think it's been ace. Um, I think since I came across Sherry, came across Yellow Rose and moved on, uh, I've learned so much about your country. Um, and I think I've learned a lot about art and it's, really opened my eyes i think to all the mediums and technology i didn't even think about using mm -hmm. and and i think for me this is this element of uh, what an artist is and maybe what a photographer is mm -hmm. and i don't care that there is a boundary because i think all oh, that's rubbish mm -hmm. um but i definitely think you lot are all artists and I'm still finding my way in that sort of area. Mm. Well, I, I think it just takes time for all of us to, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just getting going and I've been doing <laughs> this for a really long time. Um, I think it just takes a lot of time to, to find your voice and what you want to say and what you really care about. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think that sort of nails it in one to be honest because nearly everyone I spoke to have said there's some sort of personal feeling or something in their work and I, I've never thought of that it, it always um, you know photography has always been about um, producing an amazing image and you research online and, and to me that's all wrong now it, it's about going inwards isn't it yeah it is for it definitely is for me and it's the same when I when I look at photographs. I have I have to feel something. 
um, in mm. order for that photograph to be impactful for me. Mm. Um, whether it's in a magazine or online or what in the news, whatever it's, there's gotta be some connection. Yeah. 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 I, I think there's different views because I think, um, every, everything, every, um, view's got its merit. So like for instance, a professional photographer advertising has mm -hmm. to create something for a purpose. So I understand that. And there is art involved in that as well, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think there's other sides to um, art like yourself and Janine and Francis and Meg and Sherry, where it's something you've come across, a feeling, something that's happened to you, and you just express it in whatever you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think there's other sides where, um, like Quinn Jacobson, uh, wet plate guy, talks mm -hmm. about making work for intent mm -hmm. and that's something that has stuck with me and i still message him and say i never ever forget what you said to me and you know we've become friends through it and then i think there's um some of my friends who say photography has to be fun and i totally agree but it's not for everyone is it no mm -mm. Because, um, you know, certainly your 40 moons, that is not about fun. It could never be fun. There's no element of that is fun. It's it's about life, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. So I, th I think there's enough areas for everyone to survive and do something interesting, isn't there? Mm -hmm. I've, ne I've never been bored. I mean, I've <laughs> thank goodness, knock on wood, I've never had that. You hear of writer's block or artist's block or hmm. not having ideas or not having something you want to say. I haven't gotten there yet. So I've been really lucky on that. Hmm. No, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think that's obviously something inside you. Because uh, I know um, because I've learned photography technology side and then gradually working my way towards art, I think it's mm -hmm. been hard because, like, um, you're just forced into situations, and I've talked about this in the past, where um, you're just in front of a model. Right, what do you want to do? No clue. That, that's, right. that's not who I am. Um, and the best ones have come about when we've had a chat. And, and sometimes I've just watched them, and they'll maybe just do a hair flick, mm -hmm. and I'll do that again because mm -hmm. that's who they are. That's their natural rhythm. Right. Um, but that's just like learning photography in a way mm -hmm. and it's nothing more there's just uh yeah it would too um maybe they need a cover for something mm -hmm. um but you know there is a positive that they feel great because of it mm -hmm. and we should never knock that in a way because i feel better that i've created it for them as well right exactly um I think the next stage for me is to do something that has this meaning though. So I've come up with an idea with someone. Um, so we've had a couple of chats and um, obviously we just got to wait for COVID now. Right. Um, yeah. Meaning and story. Yeah. There's always a story behind every image, no matter what it is. There's yeah. always story there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think 
mine's probably just professional jealousy of um, seeing people come up with amazing things. And, you know, when I see uh, an artist, so, so like, say, I'll fight it means you think, why didn't I think of that? Maybe I've got this element or this has happened to me. And you think maybe, like you say, you need to actually look at you, yourself and your life around you. Mm -hmm. um, I think so. Hmm. I, I think that that makes the most authentic work when you when you look at yourself and your own experiences and how that connect with others. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's maybe something I've got to think about and um, think about what's in my life, what's happened in my life, and can I document and show that in some way? Because mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm not saying I'm camera shy. Um, I probably could take my own photo. I'm probably like 99% um, of people, I don't like my own picture. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be something hard to overcome. And, that's why I found it really interesting that a lot of you photographers and artists love self-portrait. And it, I mean, yours is really good, um, a really good take on that. So do you want to talk about um, the self-portraiture? Sure. Um, it was, it happened right when I, right around when I turned 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And one day I was just, examining my skin, looking at the skin on my hands and, you know, going back and forth on, gosh, that looks old and my hands are starting to look like I remember my mom's hands looking. Hmm. Um, and then I've always loved close-up photography. So working with close-up equipment has always intrigued me quite a bit. Okay. So I just pulled out my macro lens and started photographing my hands. And one of the most fascinating things I think about photography is um, the order, the ability to transform something into something else. Yeah. And, and also to kind of do that through deception. I mean, photography has so much power as a medium hmm. in how we control context. Um, that I like that element of kind of mystery and surprise. And so I just kept photographing my hands and then printing them and then thinking, wow, this looks like a torso or this looks like my hip and it's actually the bone on my wrist. And yeah. um, I like that idea behind it. So it was for me, I, I'm, I'm not big on self-portraiture in terms of my face, traditionally or anything like that, but the idea of showing your body and your hands, because our hands are so expressive and they show so much and they say so much about us that it became kind of a natural way to portray myself and aging as well. Yeah, that's so, it's such a good thing. So like you say, it has to be either the face or your hands, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. um, because we have this stigma with ourselves, I think doing a face would be really hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a really um, good take, and because um, I think you're right. I think like you do notice your skin change. Um, you know, I'm in my mid forties now, and I, I've noticed um, how I look compared to my daughters with mm -hmm. with little things and and that. And it's like wow. Or um, 
you know, it probably like fitness would be one for me. Mm -hmm. I've noticed how exhausted I get on simple things now mm -hmm. um, because I don't run around like I used to. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should do something about that. I don't know. It's, um, but I think the the idea of showing your skin, especially like you say, you could easily say that's a sexualized photo or uh, it's a body art sort of thing, couldn't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, and that to me is one of the most exciting things about what photography gives you is the ability to see things differently. Yeah. So to look at a component of our hands and that takes you somewhere else in, in a sensual way or a different part of the body, um, that's kind of magical when you think about it. And it's just all through the way we see hmm. and how we respond to, to light and shadow. Mm. Did you come up with the idea of um, doing it in mono or was you thinking colour? Um, or did it not matter? Um, I instinctively went, it, went to black and white, just again to remove the idea that maybe it was the hands, so to add a little bit more um, abstractness to it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose too much detail and light will give it away. Mm -hmm. no, no, yeah. that's cool. Um, did you start off uh, different types of lighting and then eventually come towards that? You know, I'm, um, I used to teach studio lighting, so I'm, I'm pretty capable around studio lights, but those were just all window lights. Oh, wow. And I, window light is what I, it's just beautiful light. So um, I just continued to use the light in that manner. So, and maybe I had, I can't remember, it's been a while since um, I've thought about this project, but I might've had one little reflector, a, a piece of whiteboard or something, and that was it. But it was just all window lighting to make those. Cause, yeah, because I, I I love them. Um, because obviously it's black. Um, it's black in the background. Was uh, is it just because you shot it with flash? No, no, no. Sorry, you shot it with window light, didn't you? So how did you get um, the separation? Just light fall off. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Just light fall. Yeah. yeah. Because you do in macro. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's fair. I haven't done macro yet at all i've uh, i've only done a tiny bit of close close up should i say mm -hmm. uh, i've used like a plus one and a plus two uh close up ring sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but I, I love i love them photos thank um, you it's 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 a really great area to focus on i think you're right um so are you gonna do all arm or are you going to stay with hands or what are you thinking you know i might i have another big birthday coming up in a few years and maybe i'll do it every decade because i haven't been working on that project for a number of years so yeah. the idea to revisit it uh 10 years later could be a really interesting follow-up yeah. um yeah yeah i think so because i think like some artists talk about um, you get your project and you have to finish it. You need this completion and move on to something new. Do, do you have that as well? Um, I think I do, but I don't really think I do. 
I mean, for some of my work, I would say yes. Um, I've started making big um, grids, so um, big pieces made out of smaller pieces. Yeah. And that, that seems to have a start and finish to it. But the other projects, um, there's a, there seems to be interest that I revisit over and over again. Mm. There's things I never get tired of looking at. Mm. So that to me means, okay, there's something more to see. I'm different. Everything's different. Every moment is different. So everything is new. So um, it just makes it harder and harder um, to revisit a project once you feel like you've completed it. So I guess that's a long-winded um, answer to saying sometimes yes, sometimes <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think that's true, though, because how can art have rules? Right. It doesn't make sense. I do understand this idea of um, closure because you maybe want to focus your energy. Um, and I think especially people like Janine who are doing, you know, a lifetime of work and research. Yes. I mean, you've got to move on to something new, otherwise that'll just follow you all your life, won't it? Um, yeah. And I don't think she could ever leave that. I think she's going to be known for that now anyway. Yes. To be honest. And it's not a bad thing. Um, no, not at all. No. Um, I, no, I think that'd be really interesting to see your skin change, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Because it's that it's literally about life then, isn't it? Sure. Very much about life and time and um, how we perceive ourselves and how society discriminates um, in terms of, of age and yeah. at least here. So I, it's a, it's a big topic, aging and time and yeah. Yeah. No, too, too right. Yeah. I think, I think there's so many different things um, you look, could look at for aging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's something we all experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've all got our own thoughts. And, you know, there's so different things. I mean, you can see uh, fashion photography, for instance. Um, mm -hmm. You can look back at different decades then. It's the same person, but in a different era. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can have the comical side of it and think, God, what was I wearing? But um, you can see how you've changed and everything around you. I think it's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of um, podcasts where I've asked a couple of people to come on and talk about um, artists they love. Mm -hmm. so it could be live or dead. It could be any, any um, genre, and you find it really interesting. Now they'll they'll um, send me photos that they're talking about. Um, so some people it's one photo, some people it's one photographer, and a you know an array of photos. And you can look at a photo and actually you can actually sort of work out an era because mm -hmm. you, if you start looking and you think, oh, look at the clothing, look at the surrounding. Um, so a picture can tell a story without you even thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes we, we're probably not giving ourselves enough respect about, say, a photo we've took. Maybe if we hold on to it for a decade, we then might actually have a memory of it and use it for something. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I'm a big believer that our art is is kind of ahead of us that we make it not knowing um, what it's truly about. And so it takes time to really understand it. I see that in a lot of the work that I do is uh, um, I say. really understand it for years. Um, and then it comes around and then I get, Oh, okay. That's, that's what this is. That's where I'm going. That's what I was thinking and feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, how did this all start for you then? Because obviously you've obviously done photography a while, haven't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I learned it in, in high school and okay. um, in a dark room in high school. So that was fabulous. And um, I was really shy in high school. So I think that's part of why I liked it because I could hide there um, mm -hmm. and work. And um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then I took a class in college, but I went on to get a science degree um, felt a little more practical. Okay. So, and then I returned to photography, oh, about seven years later. Um, and I'm a teacher in it as well. So I've kind of been in it for a long time from darkroom, good old darkroom days, um, all the way through digital photography. So it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. And when did you start? thinking of yourself as an artist and producing work rather than just photos and prints then? That's a, that's a really good question. It took me a while to be able to say I'm an artist out loud yeah. and to be proud of my work or to understand my work hmm. enough to communicate why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I would say that was maybe 15 years ago. Okay. I started I started to feel solid. So that's a long time in photography, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this hope for me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? It takes 10 years to become um, an expert or, or well-versed in something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's all about desire. Yeah, I, I think that's more important than anything, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Desire. you can practice but then there's also people who um practice but don't learn from it so mm -hmm. it's i don't know experimentation i think is a big thing yes i think you more do that um like for instance uh podcast that's coming out um podcasts two podcasts ago uh was a model now she had no experience of um modeling and she started mm -hmm. As um, COVID happened, uh huh. So she did one shoot and then went into lockdown. Oh boy! And um, it did the world of good for her because mm. she started doing remote shooting. Huh? So she she learned all that side. She was already knew a bit of photography through a uh, through a dad. She had lighting. She knew a little bit about set design. She she had yeah, the dad make stuff for her for sets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. And she was body confident because she was a dancer. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, my first shoot where um, I was nude. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that is really brave. Mm -hmm. And she produces really, really good work that, you know, I've said it, you know, it should be on billboards and stuff because um, mm -hmm. they're working well together. Um, you know, and I find that side really interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's great and you know the artistry for her is coming up with creative uses of simple situations mm-hmm. um for instance one shot we was looking at um i said oh you're obviously in a shower cubicle and the shots from above your head looking down at your head and she went no it was in a bath and i was like how did you do that and she's like oh well, you know we just understand light and i was like that is brilliant. That a model already knows what a photographer is looking for. Mm-hmm. Smart. Very smart girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of respect for people like that. Yeah. Knowing what they want. Um, no, that's really interesting, like your start then. So which was the first sort of art? Was it a project or was it just playing? Um. I would say it was the project negative positive, which I'm still working on. Yeah. Uh, And that's a project where I'm taking my physical analog materials, like pieces of film or slide mounts, you know, the little plastic coverings of slides. Yeah. um, And looking at those with a macro lens and seeing how I can transform them into something else. And I would say when I started, it was total play, um, total play. I, I, yeah. When I started thinking in that manner, things started to really click in what was important to me in terms of discovery with my camera. Um, and, yeah. No. So that's a that I'm still working on. Uh, I say, yeah. Because I wondered what they were, because there's, there's several interpretations interpretate no I can't even say it now in interpretations interpretations mm-hmm. there you go got it <laughs> you can take of these images mm-hmm. so that's a macro so one of them I'm looking at looks like black and white and it's like zigzaggy um mm-hmm. it looks like z- silver mm-hmm. so what what will that be then um if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's um, a stack, just a stack of 35 millimeter film. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, that is a severe macro then, yeah. That's really clever. I like that idea of reusing something. So are they um, 35 mil that you don't want to keep and you're playing around with? Exactly. Okay. So 35 millimeter that I've either digitized or they don't have any value for me anymore, or I'm just letting go of them. Hmm. And I'd say that's um, one of the components of that project is how, how we let go of something, hmm. something that so many memories for us. So it's kind of started that path for the last number of years. That's a clever idea. Because obviously everyone has waste, everyone takes too many, but, mm-hmm. but keeping them to use them again for something, that's really clever. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I like it. it, it's so different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. No, no problem. Um, I mean, you know, we've said that, you know, photography isn't always about an image. But it can be the process of work, time, a product. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's another interesting element because, like, some people say it's all about like the process, mm -hmm. like especially dark room people. Mm -hmm. Prints nice. That's the finished product. But I enjoyed getting to that point. Yeah. And I don't think photographers get that. No, I I would say that that's very true for me. That the last number of years, the process has become more important than um, the completed the completed work. Um, yeah. yeah, it is the, for me the process that's really important. So it's the process and, and the doing. So. You you're in the zone and you're enjoying that element yeah 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 i i think i agree with you i think i love that side of the dark room and often the print might actually be rubbish or um you know it could be an issue or something can you like of course well yeah. that's another night wasted i've froze myself far but at the time i was like oh this seems all right mm -hmm. um Obviously, I'm not as skilled as you, but uh, there's, there's definitely less happy sessions than our happy ones. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think we all have plenty of unhappy sessions. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the um, cold weather as well, don't you? So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, we, you get a lot of snow. We do have a lot of snow and cold. Yeah. Yeah. So you you understand these cold sessions. Um, I do. Yes. But to be fair. They're good in one sense because obviously if it's dark and cold outside, um, it means you can do it um, any time in the day in essence. And um, yep. like I said, like my dark room isn't even light proof. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I enjoy it. That's my ventilation really. Keep the door open a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about as best I get. Um, but I do like the summer as well. Um, Summer often means um, faster process, doesn't it? Because everything's warmer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it's a little bit harder here because uh, obviously because I'm a parent, often I'm doing it at night. Mm -hmm. So I've got to wait for it to be later in the day. Um, otherwise, there's too much light in there and I've put all sorts up to seal it, but it's just not perfect. Yeah. Um, I'll get there. It don't bother me too much. Yeah, it's getting results, um, and say so I think practicing um, has been great because um, I've got this idea. What I wanted to do was um, use color dyes because mm -hmm. I've done it with um, lumen prints, mm -hmm. but and I wanted to introduce it into uh, black and white printing. So I poured some in the developer. And tried it that way and that didn't work and actually it made um dots in the developer as well mm -hmm. it basically i think just went like black mm -hmm. so i was thinking next time maybe i should try it in the fixer mm. so I, I'm, I'm unsure but at the end of the day i just tried it binned all the chemicals because i didn't want to contaminate out right um, but again it, it's you'll never know if you don't try will you exactly it's that what if? Yeah. What if I? What if I do this? What if I? What if I try that? Um, and it's giving yourself kind of the permission to do it to just see what happens. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, and it's not just about googling everything, right? Because we've got to stop doing all that sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, 
my generation are just as bad and you know i mean part of my day jobs like that um but if you just remove yourself from technology then not you know you're forced to work with what you've got right exactly problem solving yeah yeah and i think that's when we're at our best as humans mm-hmm. um, yeah i'm not saying um everything works and i'm not saying it was completely safe um in the truest sense and stuff but um happy accidents are always useful because we invented a lot of science that way right <laughs> agreed um i, I mean I, I really love there's there's so many different things of your work um like you was talking about your spare negatives and that and then mm -hmm. i was i was looking at your uh how do you say it? it's the ecdysis it's called ecdysis ecdysis so has yeah. that got a meaning then it does. It's um, it's a term for shedding of your skin, like a snake ah. will sh shed its skin in order to grow because it's gotten too big. That um, so that was the the reasoning behind the the term. Yeah. As I was looking at that, and I was like, it could be like a blanket or something like that. And then I was like, no, what is it? Because uh, I tend to look at it as a picture first and then look at the uh, writing. And then I was like, she said they're negatives. And I was like, my God, what, who would think of stringing loads of negatives together? I mean, where did this come from? Sometimes I don't have, you know, answers to when our, when our ideas come in, right? <laughs> it's just your muse or whatever you want to say. But again, it's that idea of um, recycling and reusing and... Yeah. About all these family negatives from, you know, when my mom used to loan me her camera and I would take like Christmas pictures when I was really little. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to do something with those negatives. And I also wanted to do something very meditative with my hands. Mm -hmm. And so I just cut the, you know, the negatives come in strips mm -hmm. of usually four to six frames and I would just cut the frames. And then I just started um, stitching them together. A friend of mine was doing some sewing and I was, I was jealous. I'm not really a sewer, but I'm like, oh, I want that feeling. Hmm. So I just started making long strips. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll start attaching them together. And then it just ended up being this one big piece. Wow. So you've, and got, of course, you've got a friend to thank for that then. <laughs> I do. I have, I have good friends. <laughs> And what's nice is it's translucent, right? Negatives you can see through, yeah. right? And so the way that you light it, you can get um, you can get the images on a wall. Yeah. If the piece is to a wall with with good light, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like light in a slide, isn't it? Exactly. Um, yeah. But a negative, yeah. Wow, that's clever. So, have you done that in the um, gallery like that? Then don't show them a bit of light. Mm -hmm. It's been in um, a couple places. So, um, you know, galleries know their lighting. So it's been really cool to see what people can do. Yeah. As people were, like Francis then are, are very clever about the spaces they have. Um, and it was something I think um, Linda and Janine both said, you know, they, they have ideas of how they want stuff. But um, an art director knows all this anyway, don't they? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting. Um, give us an idea of how many are in that then. It's um, probably more than 3,000, 3,500. You know, I was kind of remiss in counting them all. Oh. So I just did a rough guesstimate. So a bunch. Wow. Yeah. But then I suppose over decades, you, mm -hmm. you're going to have quite a lot, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I'm still getting to because like everything's convenient at the minute because I've only got um, one binder. Mm -hmm. um, so even looking through all my scans of them, it's not too much hassle. Mm -hmm. And only now am I starting to think I probably should catalogue them. Mm -hmm. so I started doing a little bit of that just because it's, you know, what else can you do in COVID? Uh, right. <laughs> get the marker pen out right but again you have to use technology because the technology follows me it's really useful that if i have it in the cloud I, you know i can have it anywhere i can describe it um and you know if you lose some it it's a great thing mm -hmm. so i still think there's room for uh digital and analog to really work together Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I photograph with both. I like all our tools. We have great tools. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I try not to get too mixed up with um, any of them and argue about either of them. Um, I, I'm only uh, more defensive of people that wouldn't try film because mm. I think you're missing out on something. Yeah. Um, but I understand, and I understand the same way um, maybe a 35mm film shooter don't want to try a large format mm -hmm. um, because it's not easy and it's dead expensive mm -hmm. or ultra-large format or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I think, again, it's something I've learned from artists that um, quite often the technology medium is really irrelevant but for some people, uh, like Linda, it is very important. Yes. I mean, that's like the thermal imaging. I mean, yeah. you know, that's for a different industry. You you shouldn't be taking pictures with that. It was it's like, what? This is brilliant. Right. I know. Her, her portraiture work, and she's working on a new secret project right now that's really cool. And, mm. yeah, she's got, always got something going on. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I, I I think it's I think it's really important to that. Um, you may be doing one, but you've also got another one you're ready to do. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been lucky like that. I've come up with ideas. Um, so I've got my projects I want to do, and they're gonna start to come into fruition now. Um, there'll be a zine this year with someone. So it'll be my first one ever. Awesome. Yes, I'm really, really chuffed. Um, cool. And I really respect the guy who does it. Uh, he's a good friend as well. Uh -huh. um, and then I've got projects that have had to take a hike because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So they'll come back. Um, so I was looking through some of the images I've done for them and um, I was like, oh, that was all right, actually. I was quite impressed with what I'd done. Nice. Yeah, because I think obviously that's a big thing, isn't it? Of, um, giving yourself a little bit of credit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, aren't we the, our, our worst critic? Oh, um, God, I hate everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it, it's awful. Because, um, like, a lot of the stuff has been um, shooting together with friends, so you mm-hmm. can't not shoot in some way similarly. But the results are always completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's nice. Um, but then you just get, you know, a funky idea here and then it, it works out fine. Um, yeah. So my mates know I like doing some silly things sometimes. And um, one mate has been doing a little bit of fire breathing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, it literally, no, barely any equipment. And he just comes down, right, start doing it. And um, I, got him, I got him doing it. And I did a multiple exposure. So it looked like he had four arms. So there was like two here and two there. Uh-huh. Um, he was like, God, that's amazing, Andy. And it's like, oh, I just want to do something different because, like, there's three mm-hmm. of us stood in a line, more or less mm-hmm. trying to catch it, and you only have three or four seconds. Sure, yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got to get the angle right. So, um, and quite often we were lighting it as well. Uh-huh. So you had your camera in, you were, like, lighting there, and you're like, right, go. Oh, camera wants up here we go again right hang on a sec you know his hands are burnt you're like right give him a minute <laughs> maybe i could do something with fire i don't know yeah i think my wife would be a bit worried there that's the only thing <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah yeah you gotta be careful with some things aren't you yeah you do so for you do you think there's really no line between photography art sculpture painting any of it i mean i think the only line is our imagination really i mean there's it i mean the the luxury that i have is i'm I'm not working for someone so it doesn't have to be a certain way yeah you know versus you know a commercial photographer they got the art director and the client that they're shooting for Mm. but for me i i have no guidelines which is beautiful (laughs) it can be what it needs to be Mm. yeah so no no lines between no that's interesting i think it's something you realize the more people you talk to and see um because i think when i first started interviewing people it was like i would label them as well so i'm as bad as anyone else and it'd be like um commercial photographer street photographer and then I, I couldn't decide on some, so I would just say artist, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to offend. So, and I, I just think now, artist is probably a better statement, to be honest. Sure. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be fair to say uh, digital artist, uh, wet room artist, or canvas, because it it doesn't really matter, does it? No. I mean, I think you can say visual artist yeah, because yeah. that right covers anything that we see. I don't work in sound. Um, oh yeah. Right. So I think visual artist is always a good um, label. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what everyone can't see is behind you as well. Ah, yeah. This is part of your work as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's the, the piece that I made last year. And it's this on the same idea of recycling and reusing materials. Mm -hmm. So um, all the, it's more negatives and slides Oops. that um, I took a heat gun to them and reshaped each little frame. And then I've knotted them on the lines behind me. And it's based on um, memory and also the mathematics that go into memory. And that determines the spaces between the lines and how many different lines there are for each section. Oh, wow. That's got a lot of meaning then, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That must have took you some time to build. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's three, you can't see all of it, but there's three big sections of it. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it could be, um, for anyone listening, it looks like it, it could be like um, a wall of butterflies, for instance, or flies or something. Mm -hmm. um, no, that, that's cool. And that's the idea of um, thinking of the, the images as a physical object that you can move through and so i like that idea that people could actually walk around this and move through it yeah. um their experience as opposed to just a two-dimensional flat photograph up on a wall so there's movement of the body in order to relate to the work yeah let you see that's something totally different as well because that's not photography then is it it's much more I don't know what the word is. It's something different, like you say, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's using photographs, but um, yeah. it's, it's more sculptural installation, I guess you would call it officially. Yeah. Yeah. Again, clever use of um, something you didn't need. Right. Yeah, that's... Um, now, obviously, one of the uh, main things that... Um, was really looking at where uh, another one was your photograms. Mm -hmm. Now, um, are, are they called uh, are they called chemigrams? Oh, the chemigrams. Yes, yeah, yeah the chemigrams the, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've never really heard this term. Obviously, I've done photograms, so that made sense. So, what's the difference? I know they're totally cool. <laughs> Just so cool. So. Um, it's the idea of using um, silver gelatin paper, so regular darkroom paper, yeah. um, and you do it in the light. So you do need some UV light um, to make the imagery. So not daylight, you would have to use UV. Um, daylight, no, daylight's good. Okay, like daylight's a lumen print, yeah. yeah like a lumen print, yeah. um, much shorter periods of time. Yeah. And you move the paper back and forth between developer and fixer. Ah, right. And it's similar to what's called a batik process in that you need um, what's called a resist or something that actually sticks to the paper so that you can create patterns. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. Because obviously the chemicals are gonna stop and start in essence. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, mine are dimensional, they're three-dimensional um, because I've, 
I form the paper before it goes into the chemistry. So it's not a flat piece of paper, but a dimensional piece of paper. Ah, okay. Because I like the idea of um, maps. Yeah. Topographical yeah. maps. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was looking at a picture where you've put, uh, it looks like frame, 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 all over the place in big squares. Uh-huh. So is that loads put together then? Yes, it's little um, three-inch squares okay. that have some relief to them. They're a little bit dimensional, yeah. and then one after the other. So I'm assuming you're using gloves for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember being taught by uh, that guy. Stay away from developer Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. That's really good, isn't it? Because. I've seen someone else who does does things with the chemicals and um, let the chemical become the experiment. Absolutely. Which, yeah. Again, is something new because obviously th this goes back to like learning photography. Learning that ring was the same. It's a scientific process. You right. do this, you do that, you do that, and it it's a bit too um, like monotony, isn't it? Yeah. But, but that's how you get this result and then the artistic license is no 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 you can pre-flash you could pre-fix right uh and like you said you're uh well, i mean there's nearly you could nearly call that solograms kind of uh it's all solarization solarization yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, he told me about that he's like um develop it and then put it back in again i was like what yeah. And you're going back and forth repeatedly. So you go, you either start fixer or start developer, and then you go back and forth more than once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great. Fun. Totally fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really great because I, I think like you were saying is um, you don't just learn something, but you'll learn a technique that you might need in the future. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's really helping me at the minute mm -hmm. because the, the more things I learn like that, like um, I did pre-flashing and pre-fixing, I've never, ever thought of this mm -hmm. because, um, you know, everything's been instructional that I've done. Right. So I, I really struggle with this, uh, the arty side, because I too listen to um, YouTube videos and things like that. Um, but I don't think I've seen anyone do anything different apart from um, one guy who had on the show. And he's a dark ring guy, and um, he started um, messing about. Uh, and next thing I was doing it, we were painting developer onto paper. Nice. Why didn't you think of that? You could use any fabric, couldn't you? Sure, yeah. Um, it's, it was brilliant, and I thought, God, this is a really different effect. Yeah. Um, so that's got me thinking about doing a different border for my prints. Mm. How can I do something individual? Because mm -hmm. um, I don't like uniform um, because I'm not great at lining up. I've never been taught it, you see, so I'm making it up as I go along. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the frame doesn't fit right or um, 
like the dots sit in my negative holder properly and so so I have to bend things and it's like oh well I'm happy with it yeah. same thing yeah so I think it's um been really useful I mean I really did realize a little bit about um prefix mm -hmm. that really helped me and it's given me an idea that I can use for a project mm -hmm. well I think it's like any other art form right you need to you need to learn the building blocks yeah. of, of everything first right before you know how to move those around um I, I did a lot of drawing when I was a kid and I remember we had to learn how to draw a cube and a and a um an orange and all those things mm -hmm. before you could go on and so I, I I'm a believer in that for all the art forms is mm. you, need, you need to know your tools first yeah I think that's the hardest thing is coming into the world now um we're not taught any of this so we're picking it up and like people like me we're picking it up as we go because right. um, there was a bigger movement in the past, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, 20 or 30 years ago, what was digital? It, you know, it was for, for professionals. Right. Um, so for me to shoot film in this era is quite, it's not unusual in one sense, but I think if you added up how many people got digital cameras and phones versus right. a camera, very, very minute. And then think of how many people can do dark room now right uh, it must be very very low numbers yeah which is good yeah yeah i mean I, yeah. i'm really proud that i can do it mm -hmm. um, i never thought i'd be able to do anything artistic you see so it honestly it's been brilliant for me it's a, rele a revelation it really is oh that's awesome yeah it's it's literally changed my life mm. so um I suppose I should think about it more often because it has. Yeah. Um, who would have thought I'd have been, you know, talking to you um, five years ago when I didn't, didn't even know a photographer? Huh. Uh, so um, forming these friendships everywhere is great for me. Yeah, that's cool. Because mm. well, it's like you say, you know, you're an educator. So you passing on knowledge. I love it as too. I love t teaching people and showing people. Um, I've got one friend into shooting film now, and I've said, you know, as soon as we can meet, you're, you're coming over. I don't care. You're not taking no for an answer. <laughs> you can learn this because I want you to show you how good the stuff you can do is. Um, and, you know, I've got friends that are photographers and teachers. Mm -hmm. And I've printed work uh, for them, so you know I'm confident enough now, which I think is a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Obviously, the biggest work, uh, which is the headliner on your site, which I came across, is this forty moons. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, I want to get a little bit more into the serious side now. Um, to me, this talk, this is all about emotion. Mm -hmm. Is that what it was for you, or was it something different? No, absolutely. Um, just an overview of the project was um, 
it's a project on the last 40 months of my mom's life and she had Parkinson's disease. So towards the end, she had to have some people helping her and taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were amazing people and they would write in notebooks um, about her day and their handwriting. Oh, wow. so they, they would write down what she had for lunch or if she was happy or if she was scared or if she had friends visiting. Um, and so when she passed away, I, I just felt compelled to have these um, notebooks. And so um, I started reading all the pages about my mom's life and she lived in New York state and I live in Montana. So we didn't see each other um, as often as I could. A long way. So, when you read those details of someone's life, it's really quite beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all the, all the little things about our daily lives. And so I didn't want to let go of the pages. So I decided I got I'm, I need to photograph them. So I photographed all the pages in the notebook and I had been reading them month by month. And so I decided that I wanted to create a project month by month of the last 40 months of her life. And this is a project I shot digitally and did in the computer. So mm-hmm. I took all the handwriting and layered it in the computer, um, the text on top of each other month by month and created a different um, moon for each one of those months. Uh, that's what that detail is, right? right yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking so, at one of the pictures now. So it's pretty abstract. You can't see a lot of the writing in some of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some some of them you'll read a phrase. Um, you'll see some words that are reminiscent of her life. Um, and I like that subtlety, that interplay within the, the images. And they go from dark to light. So um, the last month of her life was very um, white is that was really my hope that she got more clear as she neared her death. Death. She had a lot of dementia at the end. Okay. And so I really wished for her that she got really clear um, as she passed away. And so I went dark to light when I was creating the transition. God, honestly, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. It's a you know a very sentimental thing and you know as i said to you um i had a horrid time with my mom um it's something i still struggle with now to be honest um so for anyone to be able to document while this is going on is you know incredible um you know it's really sentimental stuff and i struggle nowadays now and i'm a bit older with stuff like this um because it's, you know, you see such a f- finite amount of time on the planet when these things happen, don't you? You get a clock off a doctor. Or, yep. um, you can see it. Um, I mean, unfortunately, my month was really short. Uh, it was not even six months mm. from finding out what was going on. Uh, it's cancer, you see. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was fit, healthy, and then all of a sudden she started losing weight, really, and it was really weird, and then uh, that was it. 
had to move house into a bungalow because she couldn't go upstairs and she'd have to be carried up and I didn't want to see it. So yeah. um, I put myself away from it because I couldn't cope with it. Uh, there's, there's bits I regret, but um, I know we were all great. Uh, we did nice things for her and, you know, we still love her and all that. Um, and again, it's another thing that I wish um, I maybe could have had some photographs, maybe not in a way. Uh, yeah. But you try not to reminisce in that way because uh, that's life. Shit, you know, shit happens right. in life, doesn't it? Yeah. We lose good people. Um, but that's what, what, when I saw this, I was like, right, so what's this idea of moons? And I started reading about it. And then I, I could see there was writing. And I thought, what's this writing? And then. Um, I read more about it. I was like, God, that is an amazing idea. Because to me, you'd be able to celebrate this now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and that's the greatest thing is to talk about the person, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, because we, we, I mean, I, I would say that all human beings, we all experience some sense of loss, right? At yeah, some point exactly. in life, right? And hopefully some sense of love too. Yes. Um, in our life. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel if we can connect anywhere through those two things, that's, that's a big deal. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you've hit, you've hit a nerve obviously with me. You, you obviously hit a nerve with a lot of people because like you say, um, you can forget photography, can't you? Because this is just us as humans going through being mortal, isn't it? Right. Um, and unfortunately, it hits some people quicker uh, than others. Right. Um, you know, I've had to live the last 20 years uh, without my mother. So, you know, life's been very different for me. Um, I've lost all my grandparents. I've lost my dad. I've got no one now. Mm -hmm. So I have to make my own decisions in life. Um, it's hard. Make mistakes. Yeah and learn and um you know it's made me strong it's made me soft it's made me uh an emotional person and um i think parenthood changed everything mm -hmm. so i think um the way you are you fusing um photography with that is just oh, it's lovely really really is thanks andy no it's good um and it's it's telling a story isn't it yeah yeah so why was it um why did you think of moons then um yeah. it was actually linda i think at one point because i was showing her the work when i was making it hmm. and right in the beginning it was either linda or another friend um we were talking about the idea of the circle because i, I immediately went to the idea of the circle circle life yeah circle of life <laughs> and then you know, association with the earth, certainly, especially with the blue color, and then um, association with the moon. And then I started to think about how I was reading the words about her life month by month. And then that was a really easy leap to think about it just in terms of um, the moon, mm. the waxing and waning of the, of the moon and the moon cycles. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, it must make a 
uh, a really big um, statement and then uh, gallery that. Yeah, it 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 looks good. Yeah. And, yeah. And it must be quite interesting for people to see something so different as well. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. it might seem uh, a little bit scary when they actually realize what it's about, but that's not a bad thing either. Right. Right. And what I like is you don't you don't necessarily see the words until you get close. So yeah. when you get close to the prints, then you can pick out the words and that helps fill in more of the story. It's a bigger has a bigger impact that way. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's amazing what you know um that you're all using you know depth for um different ways to display things. Um it's, it's so clever and obviously again it's moving away from 2d photography mm -hmm. um that's why i think you, you know you, you are you're obviously wired slightly different to think about these things it's not um if this do that sort of mentality yeah. um and i think sometimes that's in some of us because of work because sure. because I have to be a logical thinker. Sure. So so this work seems um, sort of related to the one we did about um, your dad dying as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to say I loved the um, photography in there as well. Um, I mean that must have been hard as well going through belongings. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's always tough for anyone really, and it's. You know, it's again all all the remnants of our of our life, really, mm -hmm. uh, and to have to give them, donate them, or give them away, or just to let them to let them go, mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah, um, but that project was quite a bit more documentary mm -hmm. um, than their works for sure. Um, I think that was you know the start of really thinking of making very personal work. Um, mm. when my dad, yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand yeah. that. Um, but then you know, documentary is another style, and it sure it added something to you like your portfolio, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I think that's great. Um, because the same thing happened to me when I, I lost my dad, I had to um clear out their entire house, yeah, and I, I remember it. Um, I had to sort out all the money, um, sort the funeral out. It was, uh, it's just something you never expect to do, right. to be honest. Um, uh, mentally, it was awful, uh, but I had good people around me, luckily, so I was well supported. Um, I got through it. Um, but I think you, you just have to remember positives um, of their lives, don't you? Absolutely, and, yeah. uh, and and that's why I do remember some of the lovely times, and I've still got a few Polaroids and um, little bits of pictures they had. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have loads. Um, they weren't that sort of family, um, mm -hmm. but do you know that the really annoying thing is, um, my dad shot lots of film on holidays and never got them um, developed. Oh, wow. So, of course, I didn't know anything about photography. I binned right. bin them all, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, there would have been um, 
C41, so they were, would have probably been pretty awful. But uh, he, he probably had them 20 years. I'd have been... To, so, oh, no. yeah. Um, mm. But now, as a photographer, I'm thinking, oh my God, there could have been some pictures on them. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the past now. It's too late. Right. Um, we just have to move on, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah, we do. Well, I think we're through the, the formal part of the interview, Elizabeth. So, thank you for that. Um, yeah. What I always like to do uh, is turn it into a bit more fun and put everyone through my random questions for a, a little bit of a fun time and uh, ease into uh, out of the show sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So are you ready? Sure. Okay. I always start with a nice easy one to get you into it. So um, how do you find the end of a rainbow? How do you find the end of the rainbow? Mm. Look for the pot of gold and the leprechaun. Oh, the leprechaun. There you go. That's what I've been doing wrong all this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that. Um, what is your worst nightmare? Moths. Moths. Like, you know, the opposite of butter butterflies, cousins. Oh, moths. moths. Right. Yeah. They're terrifying to me. <laughs> Oh dear, right, okay. Yeah. Been uh, bad incidents in your life then. <laughs> I must have, I don't remember when, but they, they scare me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yes. No, I understand that one, yep. Um, birds are a bit funny with a lot of people, to be honest, as well, um, and insects. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter's petrified of spiders. Mm. Absolutely petrified. She, uh, she's a tiny bit better now, but no. Um, okay. What is the one feature on a camera you're waiting for? Probably doesn't apply to us in that sense, but... An espresso machine? Oh, well, built it and yeah. Yeah. That'd be handy. Just on the side. That would be nice. What do you think, a Sony <laughs> or a Leica? <laughs> I think it'd be someone individual, wasn't it, doing that? Yeah. Well, I do know some inventors, so, yeah, I'll have a word with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so instead of um, military service, you have to take part in the Olympics. So what event would you do and why? Oh, that's a good one. Pole vaulting. Pole vault, okay. Is that something you've done? No, <laughs> but it looks like so much fun. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be quite... I don't think we've ever done it. No, we've never done it either. No, I've never, I've never done it. Yeah. It looks hard, but fun. It's quite a strange concept as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Th using a stick to throw yourself over another stick. Yeah. It, yeah. It's quite the opposite of what we normally do. We normally throw things, don't we? Not mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. It's, it's an interesting question because quite a lot of people 
um, you turn out have hidden talents. Aha. Uh -huh. So some people say, oh, yeah, I'll do swimming, yeah, because I was like state champion. You're like, wow. So uh. it's amazing what you find out about people. No, I was never a pole vaulter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to entitle this this one pole vaulting. <laughs> Elizabeth. Okay. Um, Shakespeare is immortalized by the quote, to be or not to be. What quote would you like to be remembered by? Oh, oh that's hard. Mm. That's, that's a hard one. I bet it'll be a saying you t say to people and don't realize you say. Maybe you should ask Linda. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe like something you um, teach people, like a simple maxim or something. Never give up. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's a really good lesson in life anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I'm saying try hard. Uh, I like that sort of thing. Um, okay. If the moon is made of cheese, what flavour would it be? Now, we don't associate America with the best cheeses, I should say. I was going to say, how about English Stilton? Oh, you Stilton. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's so many, to be fair. Yes. Um, I've had quite a lot of cheeses, um, but unfortunately, it's one of the things that um, can affect some of us. So, yeah, gotta be careful with a lot of cheeses. It's true. Mm. Mature, I love matures, mm -hmm. um, but I do love uh, double Gloucester is probably my favourite. Actually, there's, there's so so many. My wife likes crumbly cheese. Um, depends on the occasion as well. It does. Mm. It definitely does. No, that's cool. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for going through that with me. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, something different. Yeah. It's not, We're going to have fun. Yeah. It's like we're saying, you've got to have fun in life. So um, I find it a nice way to sort of calm down the show a bit and uh, get everyone relaxed. So... Do you want to tell everybody where we can check out your work? Sure. Um, website is uh, elizabethstone.com. That's very easy. And Instagram is Elizabeth Stone Visual Artist. Long one. Yeah. That's all right. Thank you for that. Uh, obviously, we'll put them in the show notes for all our lovely listeners to check out. And uh, okay. obviously, my last question, which you already know, um, a recommendation for the future. I'm going to just send you a list. Okay. Yeah. Will that work? That is perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah. Um, so all we have to say is thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, it's been wonderful learning about you and your life. Thank you. Um, oh, thank you. And um, I do wish you all the best. So uh, I'm going to sign off. It's getting late here. And um, okay. I'll speak to you again soon. Okay, Andy. Thanks so much. It really was a pleasure. No, no problem. You take, take care. care.